0: presentation
1: welcome back guys and welcome to no Foot's given there we go uh the the podcast where i almost forgot to add that part in i just thought we were just talking just hanging uh so i got a little bit of a curveball for us this week and i hope you don't mind because matt's pick last week the pirate i didn't get my pirate fix uh From that movie. I really wanted, you know, the full on experience. And so there's a couple things I was missing. I was missing that, and I was missing the way we did our Christmas Carol competition. Oh boy. So, what I came up with to close out the summer is has anyone seen Treasure Island? Uh-huh. Which one, Frank? Yeah, yeah you're more Well, specific. I'm glad you asked, Peter, <laughs> <laughs> because we are having a treasure island off now. Where I'll let you pick your version. Dibs versions. on Treasure Planet. <laughs> I knew I, I called. I knew Matt was going to pick Treasure Planet. So dibs on Muppet two, Treasure Island. We got Muppet Treasure Island, Peter. Shit. What are you going with? You're, you're, you're you got to really speed up, lacking. bud. You got to speed up. What's? Well, I, I don't know the other ones. You got Disney, uh you pretty much got the Disney one. So there's only three? Well, I have I have an ace in my pocket that I'm holding on to that you can. Okay, can't then, then I have the Disney one.
0: <laughs> there's the Eddie Izzard one.
1: John Silver, sir. I think I could crew your ship by the weekend. We sail first thing in the morning. Hoist oh, the main sail, Mr. Arrow? The man- <laughs> nah. Eddie Izzard plays Jim Hawkins? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um Okay, so we've got Treasure Planet, we've got Muppet Treasure Island, and we've got the classic Disney version. Uh, one other thing with this is <laughs> I was stung when I lost the Christmas Carol off so badly. <laughs> that was like pick. four years ago. So people don't forget. Been so on to I'm, it. S- <laughs> I'm stacking the deck a you little bit. did that bit. to you. <laughs> I'm stacking the deck a little bit this time because the version of Treasure Island I'm picking is from Robert Zemeckis. Now I can't remember <laughs> if it's 1987 or 1989, but late 80s there was a version of Treasure Island made where let me just read off the cast for you right now.
2: Oh, I think I found it.
1: Jim Hawkins is Christian Bale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oliver Reed is Billy Bones. Yeah. Christopher Lee is uh Blind Pew. Um Peter Postlewaith is kind of a random pirate somewhere bitch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Julian Glover is Doctor. What's his name? Lives- I Livesy? can't remember. Livesey. Li- Livesey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and the man himself, Long John Silver, is none other than Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This this is, I think, such an amazing version of the movie. And this whole episode is an excuse to get all of you to experience this. Uh. This version, which the the, the movie was directed by Charlton Heston's son. The score was written by the Chieftains. Yeah, that's
0: badass. (laughs) That's badass. It is
1: crazy. So hopefully I've pumped enough steroids to win this competition this time. So (laughs) That is a wild We're all going to go off. We're going to do our research, and we're going to make our arguments. We're going to come back to record a mammoth (laughs) four-way fight. Between all of these Treasure Island movies, how does everyone feel about that? Because you don't, no one looks happy. You all look stressed.
0: Oh, I, <laughs> I, I will defend Treasure Planet and James Newton Howard scored to the death.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I, this is win-win for me. They're all I like all Treasure Planet, Treasure and Island, I, and so. I was handicapped by, the, by on our
3: Scrooge, our Scrooge off that I wasn't allowed to use uh, Muppets uh, Christmas Carol. So I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, now you I, get, I the think full- my full. Yes, I think my Muppets can
1: uh, are going to bring this in. Connor is Captain America, where it's all by himself, and the portals open, and it's all of the Muppets coming out to save him.
3: Just a, a green flipper sort of steps on
1: steps onto the battlefield.
0: <laughs> ah, on your left.
1: And we got Peter, Peter, who has the, <laughs> I, he has the street cred. So, for, so I, I
2: embarrassingly have have not seen the Disney 1950 version of of Treasure Island. I feel like I've seen clips of it, but uh, uh, yeah. so so I'm coming into this one blind. I I I, I feel like uh, I'm going heads up at a, a poker table
3: here.
1: If you I feel like there's probably enough like honestly, there's probably like some weird straight to dVD bargain bin versions if you want to like pull a curveball, just let us it, know well, if, okay. you wanna t- Here, no, if you want to you actually wanna swap it out. This for is something what, crazy. This is what we do is we give
0: Peter a joker. so if he if oh. he finds one between now and when we present our our findings you you can go for it, okay.
1: Okay, I Peter, like this. If, I, if I were you, I would take the Joker card literally and try to find something that would burn this to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> something like, something like Treasure Spring Break, Ugh. like some one of those like weird, totally ridiculous national. Neil
0: Breen's Treasure Island.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no more damn books. No more books.
3: Just a review of Long John Silver's the restaurant. Oh. <laughs>
1: Fuck, that would have been good. Just, just, just a, came a forty-five with, minute like, training just video. Read the menu. He has it. He's got the big menu with the little spiral connecting all the pages. Oh, fuck, that would have been good. Uh, ship has sailed. Ship is sailed.
3: Here's a western you called could... Between the God, the Devil, and the Winchester, which
1: is apparently based on Treasure Island and is a western. That sounds huh. pretty cool, Peter. You can also do Black Sails. That's another. But mm-hmm. it's a prequel. I, yeah. but I, Black Sails is a TV show,
2: right? Yeah, no, nah, we're, we're going to keep we, it a movie.
3: because okay. we
0: all I've got have
2: to watch that. I need to look into. There, there's, gotta, you let us
3: know. Just tell us what to watch. There's okay. got to be like a, an an erotic, dumb, <laughs> like soft core, like you know,
1: Treasure Island, like pi- yeah. like pirate. Remember when
3: pirates was really popular? Yeah, yeah. Booty
1: Island, like 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 his poor name in the movie is Long John Silver. <laughs> yeah, with like four O's. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: Oh, I can't wait. To the high seas.
1: To the high seas. Yeah. A vast.
0: Careful we're going to get a copyright thing.
3: whose artistry marked a new era in motion picture entertainment, now sets a new milestone with his first all-live action feature, Treasure Island. The story which thrilled 200 million readers throughout the world. Only Walt Disney could bring to realistic life, and with such dramatic impact, Robert Louis Stevenson's memorable characters.
1: Okay, we're back, and uh, I I did not expect this to be as taxing as it was. We watched <laughs> four Treasure Islands, uh, in not a long period of time. <laughs> to be- between watch this.
2: this and the last episode, it's just been we, we're just like a pirate podcast now, right? I yeah, I
1: know. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, less man-ass this time around. Uh, less lakes so. in general. Yeah, but uh, okay. So here's what. I think we should do is kind of go through them in chronological order and just see how we feel. I know we kind of like assigned everybody one, but I don't know how much that's going to stick. Yeah, to I it. think we should um, go through, but
0: I think first of all, should we for those playing the home game, what's Treasure Island, Frank?
1: <laughs> Treasure, <laughs> Treasure Island is uh a Robert Louis Stevenson book from I should have looked up the year. That'd be such a dumb obvious thing to know the
0: 1880s i want to say
1: something there yeah yeah so there's an old adventure book robert louis stevenson wrote uh, about a young boy who finds a treasure map to a legendary pirate treasure goes on an adventure to get it and is pursued by the pirates who initially buried it there um, it's it holds up pretty well honestly as like a story that's that <laughs> old i think it, um who here's read it <laughs> No, I've never read it. I read Wishbones. Month, I read Wishbones Treasure Island, but that's the extent of it. You <laughs> basically read it because every single line of it appears somewhere in these four movies. I think pretty much. Yeah, right. it, it it's, feels like it. Yeah, for the most part, you have gotten every. There's no like plot line that was kind of like omitted from. It's a pretty simple book, honestly. It's not very long, um, but it was this like early adventure story that has. Had tons of iterations over the years, so kind of thought it'd be interesting to compare and contrast some of the uh, more well-known ones. Yeah,
3: to, to to set to set the mood before we dive right into. Uh,
1: oh yes, I forgot the most important. Into
3: Treasure part Island, uh, we, the, the the captain of this particular ship, Long John Frank. Long Frank? No, we're not doing that. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm.
2: <laughs>
1: Nope, no. it's not even it's not even anatomically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh,
1: so I so all right, I made the call a couple nights ago that if we're gonna do this, we should do it right, and we should drink rum while we record. Um, I have not had rum in at least twelve years. I think <laughs> I never really drink it. Um, not even in a cocktail. So I bought. a... Not really, not that I can think of. I'm really just whiskey, uh, pretty much everything else. It's just like the one that, rum is like my Snapchat. I was like, nah, not this one, no thank you. <laughs> I <can> just, <laughs> um, so I bought, uh, and you guys can tell, I bought a, just a regular Captain Morgan's. I don't really know where that holds up in the, I feel like it's more of a Jim Beam of rum, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But he he has a nautical title, so it must be a little better. Yeah. Um, so, what does everyone else have here that they're going to be drinking? So, Peter, oh. what do you got for us?
2: I, I have a classic. It's uh, British Navy Pusser's Rum. Um, it is – or uh, Pusser's. Yeah, P-U-S-S-E-R. Pusser. Sure. Yeah, Pussers. Pusser, yeah.
0: It's slang for purser.
2: There we go. Um, so, Navy Strength <sighs> Rum. Uh, and I'm, I'm just drinking, like, a little, like, rum, lime, and Coke. Um, okay. So, very classic, very light. It's uh, hot as shit here in Texas. So uh, I needed something refreshing.
1: Mm-hmm. Landlubber over there, Matt. What are you? What are you drinking?
0: Uh, I I am also drinking Pussers rum. I felt it traditional. Um, it was the Royal Navy's rum ration rum until they stopped
1: rum r- rum, rum, rationing. rum rationing. Yeah, I should have asked you guys um, this because I was asking people about like rum recommendations and nobody really gave. Me I anything did tell good. you. Did you? I can't remember. Yeah, you so. you asked
0: me what kind of rum. I said Pussers, and then I guess you just you know went to the Bodega. And- which.
2: Matt, you, you may know this. I mean, it was fairly recent that they stopped doing rum rations. It was in like the 40s or 50s.
0: 1970 yeah, was, was about the last yeah, rum yeah. ration. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you would get, um, it was like a pint of rum a day. And what I'm drinking is grog, which is essentially because once they started doing that, they realized sailors were like hoarding their pints and getting trashed at the end of the week. So they would require that they mix... It's uh, one part rum for four parts water, and it also kept the the algae laden water that they had in the ship stores palatable.
3: Yeah, that's that's why they gave him a rum ration. It was to it was to purify the water that was sitting in wooden barrels under under yeah. uh, in lower up below deck.
0: Yeah, I okay. am. I am drinking the the modified version because according to the I forget the name of the admiral who set this whole thing up in like the 1700s. Um, if you're a good husbandman, you are allowed to uh, purchase sugar and lime for your grog, which is what I also have put mm. in here. So it's essentially just like a thin daiquiri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, and Connor.
3: So I I purchased the most pirate themed rum, the, the Kraken. Ah, uh, yes. Which is piratey because of these little tiny handles where you ooh. can hold it by. It looks like a pirate bottle. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's just a, I, I literally bought it for the bottle like ten years ago, and that's just been my go to rum. And I am drinking dark and stormies. I have a little. I have a little uh, ki- uh, cocktail kit here. You can hear the ice. And I'm just gonna ooh, put, put it in my. Well done. A-S-M-R
1: oh. Put me in the boo box Put me I, I deserve it
3: Which is uh, It's uh, Basically what uh, Matt's is Except uh, ginger beer instead of water
1: yeah. Okay. You all prepare. I was going to just drink it out of the bottle like a pirate. That's going to be you my You should. So you should actually I'm open, gonna open the have my bottle first... with your teeth. <laughs> no, like Nobody's totally you, Dude, I, I thought about buying like an, a plain corked bottle to put it in. I was going to do a whole thing. but every so I mean, me... Pusser's
0: has a cork bottle. You can crack it open with your teeth if you really just want to.
1: All right. I'm going to have my first sip of rum yes. in, a long t- in a very long time. So do let's it, see. Peter.
0: This is great podcasting, by the way. Is. <laughs> Watching four minutes. Oh, men I kinda drink. like
1: that. Yeah. That's kinda good. Yeah. Maybe I have had rum in like certain um <laughs> This is uh, now a drinking nods. critique podcast. I feel um. like a rum and coke is
2: like everyone's first drink in college so like it
1: was but then coke that's or, the reason i don't drink it is because like i drank it right. when you don't know how to drink and you yeah. just like
0: but it's yeah. it's perfectly so, classic it's i mean but yeah it's like a whiskey soda except <sighs> some more calories yeah. if you're drinking the regular coke
3: oh that's so that's really good guys oh god
1: yeah, Eat, pretty, great. yeah I, I feel it i feel good so i i will say we're all drinking different kinds of rum for the theme but like it's a weeknight We're going to be pretty good. Um, I don't think we need to get out of hand with any sort of craziness. Cut later on Frank slurring his words now. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so let's get into it because uh, we have to keep time because we're going to be recording all these in one go, even though we're releasing this as two episodes. So we started with the 1950s Disney one, which I know there are earlier versions, but this really feels like the first Iteration that really starts to like affect how modern interpretations go with it. Mm-hmm. I also and it was found easily out-
2: findable on Disney Plus.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. this episode is highly sponsored by Disney Plus. Three <laughs> yes. of the four <laughs> movies were on Di- my 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 recently watched on Disney Plus is ridiculous right now. But yes, uh, I think it was Disney's first live action movie. It ever was too. Yeah, oh, it, was the, it was their um, first
3: live action movie because at, at this point, animation their, their animation was starting to get a little little wobbly and they wanted to yeah, break it's out it's just like stuff. that
1: sleeping beauty kind of era yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um i have not seen this one in god so long i just never watched this version of it um so so this was mine this yeah this so, is technically peter's but
2: yeah so so i i had never seen it before and i was i was kind of uh not really knowing what i was gonna uh, expect um I cannot tell you how giddy I was when the first thing that I see on the screen is just distributed by RKO pictures. And I was like, oh, right? I have yeah, that in my go. notes. I have that in my um, notes. RKO,
1: yes. <laughs> um,
2: so I was, I was super, super excited uh, about that. Um, this holds up so well. I thought this movie really holds up. I think it's beautifully shot. I think it's really uh, lit well. Um and I'm going to go ahead and, and not bury the lead. This is my favorite Long John Silver. Well, I so really love Robert Newton's performance in this. Well, I think he's awesome. In so many ways, Broadside he is the pirate. guy
3: that codified this character. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the reason and, pir- and pirates in general. Yeah, I mean, like the reason why pirates all sound like the reason why pirates all sound the same is because everybody has been aping his voice that he picked. Yeah. Yep. Um for Long John Silver 70 years ago. Top of the morning, gentlemen. Ahoy, oh, John Silver. For you, sir, piping, aha. And this be for Dr. Nedzie. Asking his pardon for being that familiar, but uh, Squire, he's told me so much about the two of you, it comes natural to call ye by name, it do. And this will be young Master Arkins, I'll be bound. Arkins. Tis a proper seafaring name, too.
1: Yes, he is excellent. In this, I kind of was a little like, I shrugged through this one a little bit because I I just have seen the other one so much. I think it's just, I don't know. Uh, Everything that this one, and this holds up pretty well, but everything this one does well, I think other versions do better. But yeah, (laughs) uh, Long Time Silver is so good. Uh, Even better because everyone else is so stale in this movie. Yes.
2: Yeah. No, Uh, everyone else is kind of, like, meh. I I came into this movie expecting nothing. And I would say the first, like, 20 minutes, like, everything to get up to the ship might be my favorite, like, rendition of that thing. Like, I followed Mm -hmm. the story really cleanly. I was really entertained at sort of how they framed Long John before, you know before they even get on the boat. There's there's a ton of stuff that he does before he even gets on the boat that you are you see how he persuades, persuades Trelawney. Uh, you can see what an idiot Trelawney is kind of from the outset. Uh, you you get a sense of who everyone is before you even set foot on the boat, which I think yeah. in a lot of the other ones, you don't even see Long John in some cases until you're on the boat. Yeah, um, that's true. So I... I Maybe it's because my expectations were so low, but I... I Really, really love this movie, especially uh, Robert Newton's uh, portrayal of, of Long John Silver.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Well, and
3: s- speaking of the first twenty minutes of the movie, I mean, before they get on the boat, is when they also break out all of the crazy, all, uh, their, their crazy uh, uh, way hyped casting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like Oliver Reed, just as as um, as Billy Bones, and um, oh, wrong one, Wait, wrong one, oh, fuck, wrong not one. Oliver Reed. Uh, the episode, the- <laughs>
1: Boobox. <laughs> Boo Boobox. Boobox. Ah! <laughs> no! um. You know what? Just leave the cover off it. Just leave the cover off. We're <laughs> gonna be in and now all night. It's fine. Uh, um.
2: fin- Finley Curry plays Billy Bones in this rendition.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There are gonna be moments where I get this one in the 1990 version confused because it, yeah, they are they're very similar. very similar movies. In some ways, the 1990 yeah. version is kind of a remake of this almost directly which I will yeah.
1: hold off talking I, well, it, about until we get there. I, but It is also yeah. a little funny that the way these bro- these episodes broke up, we're doing the two live action serious versions in episode one of this and then Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure Planet. And like It's like an yeah, adult yeah. table and a kids table so it is kind of funny. You, Matt, what were you, you going to say?
0: the films get further and further removed from reality mm-hmm. until you're literally oh, in space. Yeah. Well,
3: and, and all of the yeah. other pirate lore that has sort of grown up separate of Treasure Island starting to get layered on top of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about this movie? Adults talking about logistics. That's like the first, you know, (laughs) that's like the middle 20 minutes of this movie from like when they decide that they're going to go on the adventure to basically up until the pirate mutiny. I mean, it's kind of like an episode of Star Trek where it's like the officers all sort of getting together and discussing discussing where we're going to store the muskets and where and where we're going to, you know, how the food is going to be arranged and that, you know, how we're going to how we're going to break up work. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit,
2: yeah. It's as as Matt, as uh, Matt would say, it's it's competency porn, I, like right up until it's not. I,
0: well, I I would. I, it's not competency porn because it starts off immediately with the incompetence of Squire Trelawney. Like nothing. <laughs> yes. You start uh, you start from go with like the wrong people to do the job. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. like and don't get me wrong, Captain Smollett is doing his best, <laughs> but like you can only do like it's crap in, crap out. There's only so much you can do yeah. with with literally the original pirate you know flint's guys who on their own too once once they've mutinied like can't even keep their own shit together to like get to the point where they're actually going to get paid like they're like in every iteration they're always at each other's throats like they're never a cohesive unit and they're all they all have their own shit
2: that's that's completely in contrast with uh smollett who is like the epitome of of competence yeah yeah, well, because he's oh, a navy
3: yeah, no. man. He's a British navy man and a gentleman. Uh, I guess the the, the, the the scene I'm thinking about in particular is the breakfast scene where Long John is so, serving Smollett and the Doctor and, and Jack <laughs> breakfast, and they're sort of like, and it's just it's just Long John being charming and talking about you know his past as a as a pirate, and you can tell that he's manipulating them, and they're buying they're buying it hook, line, and sinker. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: I did try to do research to see, like, if Robert Louis Stevenson had included, like, actual historical figures as far as, like, the, the Admiral, I think, Hawk or whatever that he's referencing. Because he references it in several versions, so I'm assuming it's original to yeah. the book. But, like, I think all of that stuff is kind of fibbed. Um, but ultimately, yeah, like, the, the idea of, like, Long John Silver is just this salty... Um, Royal Navy sailor and he establishes his worth that way and then is just like oh yeah no I can vouch for all these guys and you know back yeah. then nobody's got their their social media posts out so you don't have to worry about like guys talking about raping and pillaging
1: Th- this version did do a good job with giving uh, Long John the most like like Peter saying like he is the most he spends the most time really working the con in a lot of scenes to the point where i actually kind of the the and we'll get into some of the the good and bad of the other versions of of him but i i think this is one of my favorite literary characters honestly I'm, from having gone through these four movies like i really have a hard time not kind of loving Long John Silver. It's something that I think is going
0: to come up for each iteration, but Treasure Island, I think one of the reasons of its staying power is that it also serves a bit as a coming-of-age story where you're introduced characters, especially Long John, who are not just um, arch villains who have some flavor to them and some depth to them where the the reader and the audience in this case is looking at this person as not just the bad guy or the antagonist, but someone that you kind of want to like and kind of root for yeah. from time to time. Yeah. So I think yeah. I, creating that complicated um, antagonist is is one of the reasons why we're still talking about it today. Yeah,
3: And it's often like a genuine mentor figure to... <laughs> To Jack, um, or yeah. to Jim, 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 Jim. Jim. Jesus Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. I'm <laughs> not Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jim. He's Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, 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 Jim. Jim. Um, and, and honestly, a mentor figure that we all, especially as dudes, I think I don't, I don't want to speak for the group, but like, kind of wish we had. Where it's just like, you're smart, you're capable, you can do the thing if I just show you
1: these basic rules. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the, well, there's two pieces to that. One. I mean, Matt, you're hitting the nail on the head with the coming of age thing where it's like the main theme of this story before it even was made into any sort of movies is like this fatherless kid right at that age where you start to like transition from childhood to adulthood is forced into this like high stakes situation with all of these different types of father figures, all of these different types of men you could become. Dr. Livesey, yeah. Trelawney, uh, Smollett, and then Long John and his – the 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 – the drama is the push and pull of all of these different sort of influences. That's why so much of the book is Jim Hawkins kind of just like observing, like he only uh, really doesn't get too active until he steals the ship and, and sort of like repurposes where it is. But um, the, one of the things that I've started to notice with that element is like, everyone's definitely an adult and they are an adult when they speak to Jim, they're very like, I really like how a lot of the good guys sort of handle Jim and sort of like treat him, even though he's a child. But Long John Silver is, yes, a mentor, but also like the only one who like actually treats Jim like they're on the same level. Like he almost is like a big kid with Jim in a lot of ways and sort of like is the one that gets through to him the most where uh, it's just really interesting. Then to see that character actually like hold sway over this like really dangerous group of people which is my favorite thing about this version is like more than any of the other ones we're going to talk about like Long John Silver barely has control of this group of pirates and yeah. every scene he is has to work so hard to keep things from falling apart and i really like him as a character where it's like he's got one leg he can easily be taken out at any moment and he has to spend so much time and energy keeping this rag this brutal group of pirates who are the real villains cuz i i don't really feel like he's terribly nefarious when he has a choice in the matter. Um Yeah. It's interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot we can debate about like his actual where he falls on the moral compass.
3: Yeah. Well and he also is he's also on different points of the moral <laughs> compass in every version of Treasure Island as well. Yeah. Yes. Every every we'll actor takes a slightly different um or every movie takes a slightly different tact to get to him. Yes. Uh, well, another thing that I also that I enjoy, sort of doubling back to the stuff about Jim, the he's obviously the, the adults in his life obviously treat him like he is young, but they take him seriously. Yep. Yeah. Like at no point. Well, and and
2: that starts with Billy Bones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it actually—I guess—it technically starts with his mom,
0: who like trusts him to run. Well, well inn, which basically. by the way, the mom's not the, even in this. Well, so yeah, there's nary a non cis white man to be seen in this particular film. <laughs> no, like, no, no, no. Like no. we 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 start to see like a handful of women by the time we get to like the end of these films, but like this movie is just all it's it is a sausage party.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how much the original book was written for. People of Jim's age and position.
1: It that was part of the success was the fact that there were no real books for that type of age group. It was and the this first was like YA a, novel? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. This wasn't like a children's it was like there was there was fairy tales and then there was adult literature. There really wasn't anything in this middle in middle area. So this is that like a an adventure story for young boys. So and and this was kind of the start of that. Um, we never stopped. But like, this is kind of the that's the reason it was such a sort of milestone in the literature world.
0: Yeah. And it's also I mean, like it and it becomes a part of English speaking and writing culture just because like it, you, I don't think you have Pirates of the Caribbean if you don't have Treasure
1: Island um, no I don't think you have much pirate. and I don't
0: even mean the films I mean literally like the ride at Disney World <laughs> you don't have Pirates yeah, of the Caribbean unless you yeah, have Treasure so.
1: Island a hundred percent I don't which, even which think wasn't you Pirates have- of the Caribbean sort of Meant to capitalize off of this movie it t- The timeline seems like it adds up That would well. not surprise me. Well it's because
0: what Disneyland Disney World is late 50s early 60s And yeah. that's the thing is is you can You can critique the fact That yes it's a movie from 1950 And it has some pacing trouble And whatever but ultimately Especially for Disney's one of their first Live action goes How like Peter was talking about with the Framing of everything there are there are Shots from this film that look like they Belong in the storybook version of the book yeah yeah. like the the one that sticks out in my head is when um, jim first meets um ben gunn and there's this thing where like ben gunn is is crouching and jim's kind of bending over him but you just see it framed with the two of them right there and the light the way that the light's playing off of them it looks like it could be like a, a classical kind of oil painting that would end up on that page when yes. he meets yes. or like, like
3: one, of, it, one of the first shots in the movie when black dog is entering the the tavern and he like opens the door oh, yeah. and in the background's that like gorgeous sunset with like all those technicolor oranges and pinks yeah and we haven't even it, talked that's, about that's, that's exactly that,
1: that, that was exactly what i was uh, thinking black dog's of? drink what does he order Double rum, rum. Double rum, double rum. Just order two rums. What are you doing? So it, 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 um, why why it's dirty like, two glasses? He's a pirate. That's what they do. Uh, uh, while we're talking about Ben Gunn in this version, <sighs> I forgot that as a child he fucking terrified me. Huh? Oh. He is so creepy and scary in this movie, and I, he's not doesn't mean to be, but like the way his giant eyes and his like ragged appearance. And something about like how how he just like pops out like a fucking jump scare, and then he's right. He's got his face right in the front of his fucking head, and he's <laughs> looking at you.
0: <laughs> that is where most people's faces are, Frank. I mean,
1: I, I will say
2: this is probably my least favorite Ben gun. I mean, this dude, mm. he's got yeah. like some golem energy to him. It's, he's very manic. He's you know, I know. <laughs> I get they all kind of talk in third person, but like, it, well, no, I, I take that back. He's my second least favorite
1: Ben Gunn. Uh, all right. I guess he's we'll my get to second that one. favorite, we're g- second least favorite we're g- too. At, we'll at, talk about at the end of the episode. We're gonna have to do a round robin of favorite char- of like favorite we'll go, characters. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll bang yeah. out the movies quick, and then we can kind of have like a bigger discussion about yeah. it in the end of part two a little bit. Speaking so. of
3: jump scares, the moment that um, he goes back to the the fort. "Quote unquote," the fort thing. Uh, oh yes, after taking oh, over the ship, and yeah. he goes to sh- to shake Captain Smollett, and it's fucking Long John, and his that gigantic face just po- like sweaty face just pops into screen yeah.
0: with those eyes that actually
3: scared the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great. The, I I like how fully this film does really at least represent the all of the major beats of the film because like i obviously it's probably different for everybody but probably one of my first introductions to treasure island would be the muppet version which cuts out and changes yep. a lot of things yeah. so like the whole to do with the stockade doesn't end up in that version of the film and like even the, the whole to do with that doesn't even end up in treasure planet so seeing this in its um kind of incomplete order of like how things happen and just kind of being pleasantly surprised by,
1: oh, I didn't even know this was part of the story. The stockade and the, uh, Jim stealing the ship are two pieces that like I sorely miss when they're not there.
3: Yeah. Yes. Speaking of the stockade, the, that first battle when, um, they reach the stockade and all the pirates come and rush them and they're doing sword fighting and then the fucking cannon shows up. And uh, you're, again, you're thinking
1: of the 1991. Yeah, no, there was a
3: there was a cannon in the in the 50s one too. I, I have
1: was there? Not, they didn't
3: bring a cannon so. on
1: shore. <sighs> fuck. Oh, yeah. right, they shot
3: the cannon. They shot at the, they shot at it from the boat. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's why. That's where I got confused. Anyways, the sword fighting. The point of the of the sword fighting. Sword fighting. So this is some of the best action choreography I've seen in a movie. Pre. You are still
1: thinking of the version. No, I'm not.
3: I'm <laughs> not. The reason in I mean, the it, 50s all, one. The the, the 1990 the, version don't... is a is a, is is good fighting too, but. So the the I'm thinking specifically when they switch from guns to swords and Captain Smollett comes out of the stockade and he's like he's doing like this like sword flick thing at the guy, the yeah. way that they place and move the camera in that motion actually makes that look dangerous, which is one of the only times in a movie of this era that I've seen combat played out that way.
2: I mean, because it was yeah. 1950, it probably was dangerous. <laughs> it's <is> true. That's <laughs> fair. It's also true. I, I do want to talk really quick about. Sort of the curse of Jim Hawkins and Long John Silver. In this oh movie. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Ha- have you guys looked up? So, so Bobby Driscoll played Jim Haw- Hawkins. Are you familiar with what happened to him? Is, I knew oh, this story, wait. but
3: I knew this story, it, but yeah, I only this... knew it because of Peter Pan. Oh, I didn't realize so it was the same So this is the guy. Peter Pan kid
0: story. Okay, then I, I yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, okay, he's he's a he's a fantastic child actor. He's like signed on with like the Disney machine. He's he's done a bunch of movies up to this point from here he goes on and he's he basically like grows up gets a bunch of acne and like disney's like you're you're released from your contract you are no well, you can do you, one more thing you are no
3: longer cute
2: he he's he is the inspiration for so he did like a lot of sort of the live action work that the drawings were based off of for peter pan and he did the voice for peter pan um and then like <coughs> he he has like a very sad life after that um i mean he died uh, penniless didn't he oh he he died when he was 30 (sighs) 31 uh in the east village and the only reason that they they were able to like identify the body i think he's like buried in an unmarked grave in in manhattan still good lord Um, oh god like they they some kids like found him in a gutter basically so you can you can fill in the gaps, like in between. Like he tried, he tried to go on stage, but his reputation was already ruined there.
3: He got like, really into heroin, which mm. you know is the story of so many people in the entertainment industry. But this yeah. kid really got chewed, like, chewed up and spit out by yeah. Disney, specifically the entertainment industry in general.
0: Another great theme yeah. left over from our last movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, and then the guy that plays Long John, he dies six years later at the age of fifty. And that's that's like under also like slightly uh, mysterious. Well, it's it was alcoholism. Yeah. It, was, it was straight up, yeah, alcoholism. No. so
1: yeah. you're gonna um, be a man in the fifties. You're gonna die at that age. That's just what happens. Yeah, like
2: a man.
0: I right. mean, we'll yeah. get to Oliver Reed when we get to Oliver Reed. That's yeah. uh, well, I'm saving this. I have, uh, I, so. I, <laughs> I
1: love Oliver Reed so much. <laughs> okay, so wait, real quick. Does anyone else know the uh, other link between Treasure Island and Peter Pan? I, I'm talking like more books than anything. There is like a specific.
0: No. Do the someone something like this?
1: No, they're written pretty far apart, but um, there is a line in this in Treasure Island, and it's in a few versions where uh, Long John Silver is the only pirate Flint ever feared. You hear that all the time. Great, <laughs> great little piece. There is a throwaway line in. Peter Pan, that is an homage to Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, which is a big influence on James Barry, where he says Captain Hook was the only pirate barbecue ever feared. And there's no—they don't expand upon it. You don't say what it is. There's no—like, what does that even mean? But it is— A reference to Long John Silver. So, like Captain Hook is the pirate that Long John Silver was afraid of. Because the pirates often refer to Long John as barbecue, barbecue, yeah, as barbecue. Because he's like he's not pretending to be a cook; he's an actual good cook. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. such a funny, such a funny piece to it. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's actually the best cook on the ship. Like, it just is fine. Fine that that he's working that way if for nothing Um, else
0: is probably why the it's one of the reasons why the crew will respect him over (laughs) like anything else like the fact of like yeah he has one leg and we could probably overtake him but like dinner though right who's gonna deal with this yeah Um, and
3: also barbecue and buccaneer share the same root word
0: huh what is the root word there you go
3: uh, a native term for long smoked meat underground that I do not huh. know and will not attempt to pronounce.
0: Fair enough, but that's that's very intriguing. Be-
3: because I mean, it's it's it was it was it was like a Caribbean um, indigenous group that had this particular cooking style, huh. and the sailors in that area would pick it up and take it from place to place. And when you know when a sailor became a pirate, the they, you know <laughs> uh-huh. reputations followed. Yeah. Huh. So there you go. Do we have a more you
0: know button on the sound board? <laughs>
1: uh, I'm assuming no one from Star Trek in this.
0: No, gonna... I, I I searched, but unfortunately, no. Um, I'll
1: just I'll let them, I'll let him happen naturally. I won't. I won't yeah, the pick up the, the, scab. the um.
0: Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, just the only last thing I wanted to flag with this one is uh, I learned why people say bite the bullet. Yeah, (laughs) from this version of the movie, I I think it's a stupid thing to do. Yeah, like I don't know why you'd bite a bullet. Seems like a great way to chip teeth.
2: Well, uh, Do do, do you want to explain why, Frank?
1: Yeah. Well, the idea is uh, when you're doing when someone's doing surgery back in the day, you'd have to sort of bite down on something so you because you there's no anesthesia, you'd have to bite down on something so you didn't crack your teeth from. Grin, gr- grimacing from the pain, and in this version, they hand whoever is getting sort of operated on a bullet, and that's sort of what you put in your mouth to sort of bite down on. I don't understand why that's better than teeth.
0: Bullets would have been made of predominantly lead at that point, so lead. it would have been soft. And is
1: lead, is lead, lead is has a, give.
0: Lev, lead has give. It's a softer metal. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So that I, I
1: wanted to ask you guys about. Yeah. That,
0: but. Um, um, and this is probably something we're going to have to round up at the end too but of all of the disposals of Mr. Arrow this one is the least believable to me um <laughs> <laughs> muppet what no, the Muppet, Muppet, is, is, Muppet makes it complete makes and total in sense. It makes in that world.
1: Yes. I don't re- even remember how he gets disposed of in this it, one. It's
0: similar. I mean, uh, in it, so this is the other thing, too, is I don't know, because I didn't read the original text, so I don't know whether Mr. Arrow is sort of earnestly Smollett's second-in-command who is a by-the-book dude, or whether he's actually just the secret alcoholic who gets drunk to death while they're out at sea. I
1: think he's more the, I, I, if I remember, he's more the secret alcoholic. But the,
0: guy. the thing is, is that, like he starts it's off in this movie as this on the straight and narrow completely and then totally doesn't bat an eyelash when they start giving him extra like booze in his dinner and mm. shit and then gets so drunk that they just practically like it it becomes comical in a way that is atonal to the film at this yeah. point. Wait,
1: is this the one where there's a storm yes. and Long John like gets him drunk and, and then him tells him to, the to go out with deck? his crutch? Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, he yeah, he like pushes his ass up. The, yeah, yeah, okay. And, and right. he's like, because yeah, Izzy,
0: Izzy's trying to like kill him, kill him, and he's like, why the fuck would you do that? I can just push him overboard.
1: Yeah, I I really liked how Long John kept being trying to not. He, it happened to like it's it's he's such a hard character to really read because you can interpret it so many different ways where it's like. He happens to always end up on the side where he's trying to not be uh, malevolent or violent or murderous, but you can't tell. It's like, okay, is he picking the lesser of two he, evils? Is he like, yeah?
0: He he is the he is the embodiment of this is business, not personal, and he yeah. is not going okay, to shed yeah. any more blood than he has to. He is trying to find the most efficient way to his money, and I think that that's his well, ethos.
3: Well, I I like how this movie portrays that moment of killing Harrow as more of a, I have to do this the right
1: way before my guys do it the wrong way. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that is what it's a lot of what he does is that exact motivation. Yeah. Um, He has a line. It might even it might be the 91, but I I think it's this one where (laughs) he says something early on in the like apple barrel scene where he's like, if it was up to me, we would wait until the treasures loaded on board and we were halfway home before we would spring the trap. And I kinda believe him. And then I also kind of believe him when he says, like, if you let us take the treasure and capture you, we will either let you stay here and we'll send a ship back for you, or we'll uh drop you somewhere along the Jamaican coast and then like I do I kind of believe that he wouldn't actually just execute all these people if, yeah, he, if I, he had the chance. I actually do. I do believe him. And and
2: I do I I think about this a lot in the movie in general, that like so many of the crew that they relied on to just get there in the first place, die on the
1: island. Yeah. How do they get back in one piece with like four guys? Yeah, I, I don't know because the pirates. Yeah, we we can talk about that a little bit as we get into it. Uh, but I think it's I think with a ship like this, it's the kind of thing where maybe if I had to guess just based on absolutely nothing but my white male uh uh, confidence. You could sort of like with a, with a crew this small, you can have a couple of sail, you can like work a couple sails, not the whole, the whole rig, and you just get home a little slower.
3: Yeah. Like so many things in, in theater, the, the, the term skeleton crew does come from yeah. sailing where it was sailing with the minimal number of, with the minimal number of people that you can possibly get
0: away with. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, ca- I kind of want to move on to the next. <laughs> And Peter's eye and- Frank's
0: done with with the original. Well, vote. I
1: just there's a lot of stuff we're talking about where it is stuff that we can bring up in any of these movies. True. And I'll, uh, so so
2: I'll, I'll wrap us up with this. Like I I recommend checking out this movie if you've never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, a- absolutely for Robert Newton's portrayal of Long John. Yeah, if for nothing else. Thank you, thank you, sir. Um, you know this is a movie where if you really want to skim through it find the scenes like his his face is unmistakable like i feel like his face is just burned into my retina like you
0: and like as a kid growing up in the 90s and seeing anything disney where they do clip shows like you have seen his face because that's one of the ones one of the things that they pull from the archives also disney movie no songs really love that
1: there's no (laughs) songs no songs yeah and it's on disney plus right now yeah and it's on disney plus and it's short as fuck it's one of the Um, shortest of the of the crop i think Yeah, most of them are about 90 minutes, I think. Except for the next one. Except for the next one, which, okay, we're going to talk about it. The 1990 Treasure Island. I'm Charlton Heston, and in just a minute, I'll be along John Silver in TNT's exclusive premiere of Treasure Island. When Robert Louis Stevenson wrote Treasure Island, pirates still roved the high seas. Stevenson captured them vividly in a roaring, rich story of danger gold blood one of the great adventure stories of all time it's fascinated readers and challenged movie makers ever since hasn't been filmed for a generation and never with a tall ship and the spanish main this time we think we've got it right stay tuned Turner TNT treasure. It is, yes, it is a TV version, but I will say because of that low production value, it really looks like it takes place in the 1700s. <laughs> like, it looks like it's of the era.
0: I, um, I I think I like
1: the look of that
0: movie. I, I like the fact that they almost went for like... Barry Lyndon. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about 1990. Yeah. Of, of like oh, the Barry our, yeah, Lyndon-esque cinematography of just like, we're going to make this look as naturally lit as possible and try to masterpiece yeah. the We're going to find
1: great real locations and then just film it as if it's not crazy that we're filming here. Yeah. yeah. Kind of.
2: So, Which, so run, um, run through this cast list again, Frank.
1: I will. Alright. So first of all, I, I, I'm I so glad we're finally talking about this. Because this is
2: your pick, right? I
1: I found this movie out of nowhere, like no one told me about it. I was like, "Oh, this version of Treasure Island. And then I saw who was in it, and then I saw who else was in it, and then I saw the people that were also in it. And I didn't understand why this was not, like, a thing you see clips of all the time. Because this, it is a crazy cast, and a what I consider a fucking great version of the movie. So, we have, leading it off is, uh, Jim Hawkins is played by a uh, young up-and-comer named Christian Bale. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Uh, Long John Silver is Charlton motherfucking Heston. From like, like I might old have said motherfucking uh-huh. Heston in the, yeah. Uh, he, uh, Oliver Reed is Billy Bones. We have Christopher Lee <laughs> as Blind Pew, uh, like the 12th build or something crazy. Julian Glover is Dr. Livesey. Julian Glover is the bad guy from uh, Last Crusade, and he is one of He's the- He's
0: General back, Veers uh, and Imperials, Empire Strikes
1: Back. General Veers and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have. I feel like I'm missing one. Pete He Pete, Pete Postelwaith <laughs> is like just kind of a pirate. Yes, he has a character. But like for Pete Postelwaith to like barely be a reason to go see this movie, is, it, it's crazy. And then the Chieftains do this like amazing, amazing score uh, to really sort of That sell is the, the Chieftains. Era. Okay.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. there was there was certain very 90s things about this movie that I that I latched onto the weirdly Irish score about a bunch of Englishmen was certainly one that I caught on to because people loved yeah. uh, uh, one of those drums and uh, the the uleum pipes a lot in that in that era. We were le- we were leading our way up to Braveheart, which, again, is a
1: movie with mostly Irish music about not Irish people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I ask real quick because. Matt uh, has seen this before yeah. uh, with uh, my recommendation, but I actually we haven't talked about it a lot because I actually didn't know you had seen it. But uh, Peter and Connor, I want to get some feedback on like what you thought of this version. Oh, it's excellent! It.
3: It's yeah. really, really, really good. It's a really, really good movie.
2: I yeah. I don't know if it's because like the bar was reset after the 1951, but I I didn't like it as much. Huh. And That's crazy. and specifically, I did not like Charlton Heston <laughs> because. I thought Oliver Reed would have been such a better oh, man. Yeah. Long John Silver. Well, you yeah. know I, why Charlton like Charl- is in the Charl- film,
1: right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. So here's the kind of the story. And like, there's not a lot about this movie online, honestly. There's very little you can actually find out. But Fraser Heston, Charlton Heston's son, wrote, directed, and uh, I think produced this. So this was like his passion project. And he, uh, his dad did it probably as a favor to help him out. And with Charlton Heston comes the cream of the crop of Hollywood to act alongside Charlton Heston. Oh, okay. He made a lot of calls, and he got all these people for like something that really shouldn't have had any of like, it. And then I'm sure, I bet you as soon as all these guys signed on, the budget went up and they can get a real ship and do all this stuff. So like, I think it was just like such a the, the dice kept landing on the on the seven
0: let's talk about just briefly the curse of the ships that that portray um the hispaniola in our first two films <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the first ship uh the rylands uh was purchased by disney got sold to another company and then burned down in a set fire in the 70s and this, then this one a ship
1: it, burned down <laughs>
0: And then this one, in, in the 70s. this one, the Bounty Two, which was a, a faithful recreation of the original Bounty, um, was lost at sea during Hurricane Sandy off the coast of the Carolinas. Oh,
1: huh. huh. wait, wait. This isn't the, the, the bounty they filmed with. This is a, a recreation.
0: Yeah, it, no. I mean, it's it well. So it's it's not the bounty on which the mutiny occurred. It is the bounty. No, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> from the movie. I know it's from the movie, but like I. Did they? Is this the is the sh- physical ship in this movie the same physical ship from the movie Mutiny on the Bounty?
0: Uh, I actually don't know that. Um, I just know I that it was it a faithful is. recreation. But yeah, I mean, it, it makes appearances because okay. it's such a great. You know, it was a popular, yes. well built ship. But yeah, yeah. that's such a shame. It's a good looking yes. ship. Um, um, but yeah, both 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 lost.
1: A <laughs> couple of things Oops. I want to sort of call out is this movie within the first. I don't know, 45 seconds. Oliver Reed hawks a loogie out to sea while he's being <laughs> carried in. He's such I love a, a badass. That badass. So much. There's something to be said about when each of these versions decides to start the. Because they Bones. all start at a different. They, they all start pretty much around the Billy Bones time, but like where he is in there, where the first one, uh, I think, starts with. Black dog showing up. We don't know who's inside, but black dog shows up, right? Billy. This one starts with Oliver Reed. This, this, the most um, salty of seamen being brought into shore on a longboat uh, with a sail with this fucking thousand yard stare on his eyes and the chieftain score plane as he like comes ashore to, to like first even get to the Admiral Benbow Inn. yeah m- m- I mean I it,
0: it's different iterations of like when we learn who Billy Bones is when and we how jump on he's yeah, been yeah, a exactly. patron at the Benbow Inn. like yeah, this yeah. M- much like uh Christian Bale's other uh escapades especially with Batman is you see this thing from the start
1: and you see it yeah. until the end <laughs> love that a little bit because i i, I just i just like it i it, you get to actually start at sea you get to start with a long boat just like you end with um i feel like it yeah you don't need to start this early honestly i think probably the the, the most efficient time to start just if you were a robot is like billy bones telling the story like muppet treasure island does we'll get to that but like that to me is like that's The latest, you can start it and get so much information accomplished to the audience. But it is nice to see him show up, land, do all this stuff. You really set the tone. You hear that fucking awesome score playing, and you really get like, oh, this is gonna feel like really gritty, real, and uh, and and nice. I mean, it's just like you really feel that like pirate era more than the other versions.
3: Yeah, one of the wettest Oliver Reed performances (laughs) by the time he's dying he's leaking yeah. from every orifice in his face
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. so so if you have never
2: read or, or if you if you know nothing about oliver reed, yeah i highly highly suggest go pick up the book hellraisers the life and in inebriated times of burton harris o'toole and reed by robert sellers um i read this book in 2009 while i was living in dc and uh once a day when i was on like dc public transit i laughed out loud because of this book and 9 times out of 10 it's because of something that that oliver reed did he he's a notorious drunk partier booze hound um, it, it, <laughs> he's he's he is a legend in just like everything that he was capable of. He came up with like Hammer films. <coughs> so, you know, like weird. Well, he came hey, up with Hammer? No, well, he didn't he didn't like invent it, but like he was like one of like the rotating cast. He was in he's in like oh, 20 oh. Hammer Hammer films. Oh, I didn't um, even know
1: that. I know Lee was. So, so
2: he, you know, he that's that's how he did a majority of his work is is just a working stiff, you know, doing like D pictures for Hammer films.
0: Yeah, which he 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 is kind of like the cooler version of Billy Bones because is everyone aware of how Oliver Reed died?
1: Yes. Being Gladiator. Okay, so
0: so okay, just because and this is the official like Wikipedia article description of how he died, which I think is hilarious. So they were on a break during shooting for Gladiator. And he was in Malta. And according to witnesses, he drank eight pints of German lager, a dozen shots of rum, half a bottle of whiskey and a few shots of cognac Hennessy in a drinking match against a group of sailors on shore leave from the HMS Cumberland at a local pub. His bar bill totaled a little over five hundred ninety U.S. dollars. And after beating five much younger Royal Navy sailors at arm wrestling, Reed suddenly collapsed, dying while en route to the hospital in an ambulance.
2: He, he was infamous for getting shit-faced at bars and then doing push-ups without using his legs. So he would literally just be supporting his hands on the bar and have his legs vertically up in the air and just doing push-ups while reciting Shakespeare.
0: The, the man is a we legend. We will not see his like again.
2: No. No. It, so in, in the biography, they, they detail his death and they talk about how Reed was like taking Russell Crowe under his wing to like sort of fashion him. He oh, saw no. he saw a lot of Russell
1: Crowe. No. Oh, no, he broke um, Russell Crowe. Is yeah. that why Russell Crowe is the shape he is right
2: now?
3: <laughs> he might be. He, he has taken on a very Oliver
1: Reed shape. Yeah, But
2: he infamously did not like Joaquin Phoenix because he was one of the only people in the principal cast that did not go out drinking uh, in the same way that Richard Harris did. Or Russell Crowe, or any of the other named cast who were, you know, men of men. Joaquin Phoenix was very self serious and wanted to take things, you know, as method as possible. And Oliver was like, fuck that noise. I mean, we're here yeah. to have fun because we're fucking actors and this is a joke.
0: I appreciate his attitude towards method acting. <laughs>
1: it's called a play for a reason. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, like sword choreography, yes. I also really like that this version has a full on uh, bones black dog duel that is really gritty Mm -hmm. and, and really intense and very like messy where it does not look like it was at all choreographed in a good way. Yeah. Um, super violent. And then there's, there's something you said about like the, the beats of the actual treasure Island story where it's like, okay, black dog shows up, he leaves blind Pew shows up, he leaves. It's just like, why, why are two guys like, it's just that kind of like inefficiency of, uh, older stories where it's like, why would you, why would you possibly have this? But like by giving it the black dog, having more of a physical confrontation and blind pew, having more of one of my notes, by the way, is like blind pew is an insane concept. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. In general, a blind pirate that has no guide, just like walking into to see someone and tell them that he's going to kill him. And then leaving again is just like the fucking balls. It, on blind people what's a cloak as, in the hat d- too uh-huh. I mean the it, cloak and it's cloak in the hat
3: totally yeah. right that they that they um, cast the skinniest man in the world to play that character too yeah. just like a well, real thin and, sunken face
2: and and they this is the most metal version of, of uh, Blind Pew. Like, you can tell they, they put, like, some prosthetics to, like, imply, like, scarring on his, his face. Well, you actually get but to also, see
1: his eyes in this one, yeah.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but also the way <laughs> they kill him.
1: Yeah. Is, oh, like, want to talk about that. The most metal thing, yeah. <laughs> that, that whole sequence of the, the pirates starting to break in and that Chieftain score picking up for the first time since the movie started... The the subtle ways tensions built, like the door lock slowly shifting up, like in Hook, yeah. uh, and then the pirates breaking in, and then Blind Pew grabbing. Like it's just it's such a good scene, and it's legitimately terrifying and then you have this sort of like one of my favorite releases of tension when they run outside and they look over and like four like colonial horsemen that are clearly good guys are just galloping full speed towards them and you're like oh thank god I didn't it it comes out of nowhere like the fucking Millennium Falcon (laughs) They just like straight up gallop through blind pew. There's no due process. There's no reading of any sort of rights. He just literally just write this no guy down. No attempt to slow down. <laughs> just, like, just immediately murder this clearly handicapped figure <laughs> in the road. There is Speaking of like the the, 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 the,
3: the lock moment being sort of aped in, in um, Hook, it is kind of shocking how little we know about this movie given how much of it winds up in other movies. Yeah, yeah, for, for real. You know, um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head because we've watched four of these fucking movies, and I've already. I know. I can. Uh, what Christian Bale
2: had his signature scowl down. Oh, yeah. uh, by the time this movie happens, like his his kind of like I don't mm-hmm. quite know what's going on. I'm slightly confused, but mostly angry scowl. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it. I was I was just very impressed with like how much he looked like like older Christian Bale at what was he. 15, 16 in this
1: movie? Something in there, yeah. A little, maybe even younger, because I think he was always just like, he felt he, he felt older than he he was. Um, one of the things, too, with like, just, and I know, Matt, you're making jokes about the runtime, which you're right, but like, when you get to sort of like, let some of these moments breathe, you have scenes that don't do, you don't need them, but like, even just when they're about to set sail and, and Long John makes Christian Bale go, help with the pulling the rope, And then Christian Bell looks at his, like, hands that already have blisters from, like, 15 seconds of being at sea. Uh, No dialogue, but, like, man, like, stuff like that really helps flesh this out. It's really great Um, storytelling.
3: That that moment in particular, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, one, we'll talk. I gotta kind of remember some of the stuff I want to talk about once we've gone through all three of these. But oh, oh, oh,
3: and apart from having like oh four. the 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 mid twentieth century's greatest actors play a bunch of sort of uh, one act pirates at the very beginning, of this movie, um, this movie is very much a celebration of British acting. The guys that play the Doctor and the Captain and Trelawney and like all those guys, they're all sort of like, I mean, with apart apart from. Um, julian glover just being in other really famous british productions because george lucas there's mostly guys that do like british television and stuff like that and like obviously theater guys but the training that british actors get um vis-a-vis again the sword fight like the again all the all three of those guys run out of that um uh, stockade and they all look super competent at sword fighting (laughs) You know, yep. it, the, the the choreography is, is definitely good, but the way that they sell, like, even Dr. Livesey, who, like, the, there's, I don't, he doesn't, they don't, there's
1: nothing explicit in the fact, in the idea that he has, like, a martial background
3: at all, but. He's a
1: magistrate, they say, like a throwaway line, that he's, like, a law enforcement <laughs> yeah. doctor. He's a little bit of a Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's probably some sort of gentleman and,
3: like, has, like, a, like a perfunctory, you know, administration yeah. administrative job. He's a doctor because he's passionate about it, but yeah. also like knows how to sword fight because I don't know. That's just what you did when you were a gentleman in that age, yeah, um, exactly. And yeah, like the, 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 those sword fights are great. The tension is huge. That moment where uh, Christian Bale thinks he's going to die um, in that stockade yeah. fight, where like I think he does he pull oh, his gun yeah, and doesn't go off, yeah. or is no, that no? That's uh, later. Trelawney that's later. gets him from behind. Yeah. Um, Although that moment is great too, when he pulls his guns, when he pulls his guns and they don't fire at the, at the uh, later. Um, I, I
1: want to talk about that sequence too at some point, but keep going. But all,
3: but uh, this is all. So that's you know thought finished on that, but also that that oh, that. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: that swivel the, gun though, the, that gigantic it, shotgun. The, some though. of the the Britishness yeah. this this of it all yeah. is to a. Um, to a fault, because at least for me, because uh, Clive Wood, the actor who portrays Captain Smollett, the entire time, all I could think of was Mr. Reinholm, who's the CEO of the company in the IT crowd, um, who defenestrates himself. <laughs> Matt Barry, no, no, his the the man who plays his father.
1: Oh, oh, yes, um, yes, 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 and yes.
0: just like that, that very, just like, yeah, Matt Barry, but maybe dialed down a little bit as far as just like the oh, just like. Britishness and yeah, that's the all. character
3: that Matt Berry is often making
0: fun of yes and so like but but like having that like that's all I could think of the whole time that 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 dude was well on and screen.
3: the way that that has been made fun of in culture for the last I don't know 30 years and is celebrated very seriously in the book and therefore celebrated very seriously in the in the movie yeah. um that, that's just a, a a clash of of times in a that I yes um, kind of enjoyed because once you take the movie for like what for like at face value it's it's much easier to get over that hump but also yeah there's the part of me that thinks back to like you know don't sneak up on me colonizer from black panther
0: yeah i mean and and, <laughs> uh, and, and they do sell moments like even when um when uh lord commander mormon dies again for the first time you, you, Is you that f- that same actor? Yeah, it's the same actor. Damn it, I just um, my brain just did that right now. Yeah, yeah. no but like that that whole moment of like Red roof. getting stuck after the yeah. battle dealing with like the consequences of it and just, and mm-hmm. like it, it, to, to Frank's point of like letting a moment breathe and having Jim kind of experience this for the first time of like, you know oh, it, it, it's all fun and games until someone loses it. Ah! You know, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Captain Bones, he died, and this is supposed to be a kid's movie. Was that that was that's uh, puppet, that, but that was Billy Connolly dying? <laughs> all right, um, oh, that's, I, I mean,
3: will say that, that she's great too with with uh, Christian Bale reloading all the guns, furiously yes. and the wall exploding behind yes. him.
1: I love I love that's the battle awesome. in this version so much, the beats of it, the fact that they. Carry a cannon up to the top of the hill, and and the battle is about like we have to destroy their cannon because like they can just keep hitting us. Yeah. Um. And then the 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 suicide charge to like blow it up, and it's 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 a it's got perfect beats. The music comes in swelling when they finally like run outside and start dueling in you know out in the open. It's great. One character that is only in this version that I absolutely love, and I, I he needs to be included. <laughs> yes, in version yes, 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 yes. yes. Squire Trelawney's like Butler, Mister Joyce? Oh God, I love yeah. this guy. Is this who you're going to say, Connor? Or it, no? no, no, yeah, yeah, that, that's who I'm celebrating. Mister Joyce. Joyce uh, is just a gem. <laughs> he, the, he. There's no scenes with him really. Like he's not actually in any of this movie. He's just kind of in the background of everything that's happening. And you learn everything you need to know from just, like, how he's playing it. He's clearly, like, Squire Trelawney's like Butler. Like, he's not a guy who goes out in the world. He's never held a gun in his life. He never complains about it, and he's always like he's like C three PO. If C three PO wasn't like blabbering the whole exact, time, yes, that's, a, that's a beautiful way to try, put it. Just trying to help. He knows he's in this situation. He do, he's having his own fucking vision quest in the side, and he survives. And he's just <laughs> he's wonderful from start to finish. I there love should this
3: totally be a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead version of this movie that's just about him.
1: Oh he's man, he's so inept, and he's such the butt of the joke. And but- occasionally he'll get a one up and and have a little win but like man well, he is. well like
3: that moment where he's like shoot if you see the words uh, the captain tells him shoot oh, yes. if you see
1: movement and
3: he sees the fucking cannon and shoots at it and they're all like you fucking and you moron think, yeah,
1: you think he's a moron and then like uh, the whole house explodes because he and then the wall explodes yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I, I,
3: I, um, I got him confused with Jordan Mormont a couple of times the first time was the, the shootout on the ship which I think this yeah. is the only version that includes that. Yeah, that interaction that. was great too. Then, sort of, like the pirates and the sailors, sort of chasing each other like up and down the decks. Yeah, um, that moment where he was like, "I'm sorry, sir. I, sh- I shot him in the leg," and the guy's like, "You were defending yourself. That's not a problem." He's yeah. like, "I was aiming for his head. The musk the, the sights were bad."
2: The, the, uh, yeah, he said. I, I um, actually wrote that line down. It says, "I was aiming for his head, but the musket fired low." But I yeah, I, yeah. Th- I thought that was yeah. just such a fun line. Also, that's, that's, uh, I I love. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying the the, the guy that plays Smollett. All, all I could hear in his voice every time he talked was just Zap Brannigan
1: from Futurama. They sound identical. Too. Yeah,
0: that works. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> but I I I think he's supposed to be close to a caricature. I th- yes. I, I think he's he's. You would think he's going to be the ideal father figure, kind of like male role model, but like he is so stock uh, to a, to a, at like uh, like deliberately.
0: Yeah, and I think what, that that almost helped when I was watching all these in a marathon of like having this it set up to then like the setup of Kermit the Frog Smollett read, Where like are yeah. where, where they're setting him up as that same dude and it's just like Oh Can't yeah it's fucking we're Kermit about the Frog. The
1: movie next. <sighs> I know, I know. Um Oh it's gonna happen. Well the, the audience has to wait a week or so. Oh, yeah, so. yeah that's yeah, fair. True. Sorry, I do love sorry, I do love guys. his line
3: to Jim where he says um, if you can't find work I'll find I'll find some for you yeah like, that's pretty good like that like yeah. little like like the the way that they again it's that's it's those so small, small 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 storytelling moments mm. I'm on my third Dark and Stormy <laughs> um, the the small storytelling moments that explain the character like in like in and out yeah. Um, where he's like telling Long John Silver to get below deck and that he'll find he'll find GM work if he can't if he can't find it for That's
1: himself is lovely. I I really like the versions that Smollett and Long John are foils of each other having their own like jesus satan kind of like thing happening yeah. off to the side it r- r- works really well and i think honestly the version that probably does it best is muppet treasure island just by, by where the what they um, do with some of the scenes it, we can talk about it, it. We'll, does talk about it, it well so
0: the i think the, one of the things that i appreciate about this iteration is you're you are seeing those those foils but jim chooses to naviz, nav navigate his way through yeah. A path that's his own and not either one of them completely.
3: Right. Well, and in, and in like in in these in the 1950s and 1990s version, it's not so much that they're like diametrically opposed as much as they're like similar guys with very different backgrounds and yeah, or very yeah, different experiences. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like a push pull of like come to the dark side, come to the light side. It's it's very much them teaching Jim individual lessons that jim is sort of synthesizing into
1: yeah how to be a man uh, for sure for sure i uh want to talk about another character that is really at the forefront in this version and not many others which is uh israel hands, Dizzy oh, hands. gunner this is the, the kind of it's the best hands yeah, he's best hands. great best hands for sure so this is like the the one of the, so the whole thing is the pirates are flint's old crew and so with that, you have... Uh, any, wait, here's trivia. Anyone know Long John Silver's role on the ship? He was the quartermaster. Was the, uh, on Flint ship? He was the uh, quartermaster. quartermaster. What was the name of Flint's ship? Uh, that I don't know. It's a stupid name. Oh, <laughs> shit. No. It, it, the, the Walrus. The, the Walrus. That is a dumb oh. name. Um, that's a dumb name. But his real hands is Flint's gunner. And this guy is one of the few competent pirates and Long John Silver knows it and puts him in charge of the ship and he constantly is like dealing with cannons and does a good job. He's almost like Boba Fett to like Long John Silver's (laughs) go back into that. But one of the great sequences is when an injured Israel hands, a drunk injured Israel hands is on the ship and it's just Jim Hawkins going to steal it. And the way both Jim and him play it where they kind of just like we're like ah, we're not really in fighting a fighting mood right now. We know we we know we're killing each other. There's a lot of this movie does that where it's like I really like that it's not like as soon as you see a pirate you kill. It's yeah. the circumstances of it, like like the doctor going to treat the patients. Only in this version do you get that because you actually have the time to spend on that. Where Doctor Livesey shows up yeah. between battles, literally to like do his. Um, What's the term? His Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. Well, he's, he's
3: also doing like malaria. He's doing yeah. malaria checks. On he's doing the whole thing because
1: they. Yeah. And this version has them camped down at the at the swamp area. And, and what's that? So you really see that. But Israel hands actually him and Jim Hawkins actually like working as a team to steer yeah. the ship where Jim wants it. And Israel hands like being too hurt to like care about. Trying to stop him until he has a chance to. Yeah. Also being the proud mentor too, where he's like, and yeah. a proud like they like there is a lot where a lot of these characters really like each other, but yeah. the, because of the circumstances, they have to try to kill each well,
3: other. Well, it's it's also the gentlemanly thing that only really gets foregrounded in these in these two movies as opposed to the other two, where every conflict begins with negotiation. Yeah. Like yeah, there's a yeah. par like there's like there's, a, like there's a there's a discussion or a parlay
0: Parley. Down to the depths, of whatever mutton they thought of parley. That would be the French.
3: Before we before fighting starts, and yep. the negotiation breaks down before the combat actually begins. Um, which you know, I, I sort of sort of miss that in our current culture. Pirates?
0: Yeah, that <laughs> like a good faith,
3: a good faith negotiation, but also pirates. We have pirates, though. Yeah, well, and that's how we got we this version pirates. of this movie. That's fair. Uh, uh, Show a little bit uh, <laughs> on,
0: on, on that. The note of of Israel Hands, though, that he's he's one of the actual historical pirates that ends up in the story. Oh, um,
1: is he? Yeah, no, oh. Is he
0: Hands is is a, a real historical figure who who did Very serve cool. under Blackbeard. Really like that. Yeah. Um, and Robert Louis Stevenson put him in the book for some level of like. Essentially, just like reputation.
3: Yeah. Well, it's also he also just opening his Wikipedia page real quick. It's unknown when he died, so it's nice that he they sort of like they sort of rounded out the story of what happened to Mister Israel. You might assume that he never died. Hands
2: and he's walking the streets today. True. You know what's really great about this movie? The teeth makeup.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The teeth makeup in this movie is so good. So here's a question. Um, I don't want to interrupt your teeth makeup thing if there's any more. oh, th- I had one more thing, but go ahead. Um Was this movie supposed to be a made-for-TV movie? i, yeah. I like I know I know there isn't a lot of information about it on the internet, yes. but this smells to me like we they were trying to make a feature film and it just wound up on TV because
0: this was that period in in, in Turner TNT history where he was trying to make yep. like theater caliber stuff like Gettysburg is another example of this where it's like mm. he, it was just going to be a, a TNT movie and then he was like well we're blowing a, enough money on it that we'll just release it theatrically but like I feel like this yeah. is a similar situation where it was just like he wanted to spend this kind of money on a, sh- on a on a movie that he could put on his network to sort of like up the um uh
1: artistic value or clout of his network early prestige program yes the last thing I really wanted to touch on is, like, this is my favorite Long John Silver escape. Easily, I feel like. Yeah. I, I, and pro- probably second is Treasure Planet. But, like, this is, like, I I really like a version where you actually are rooting for Long John and, and kind of, like, he really should get that last laugh. I'm yeah. pretty sure the one thing in the book that always kind of frustrates me is, like, the book is, like, G- the last paragraph is, like, Jim Hawkins being, like, and at some point in the night, Jim, like he's Long John Silver, stole a rowboat and got away. Yeah, and you're like, can't can't we can't that happen? Like, yeah, do you have to just like sort of say it like you're you're doing a book report. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like this. He does his like hat salute, and the the like his theme is great. His like inverse of the like um, Loyal's March for it. It's uh, it's just good, and the fact that like Ben Gunn kind of like helps his old crewmate out there's a little tiny like piece there I mean he he was held at knife point but you know (laughs) but he could have I mean he still let him like after he wasn't held at knife point the whole time Fair. yeah
3: and like he like he earns it too like in the end he does the honorable thing of helping everybody get out helps
1: everybody yeah out. he only steals a little bit but also still
3: sneaks right past the authority figures like they're just sitting in the in the the captain's quarters you know sipping brandy and he just sort of like Uh, shimmies down a rope behind them because
1: they're just not paying attention. Smiling. It's great. Yeah, It's it's a great exit. This
2: this is my favorite Um. version of Ben Gunn. Um, I I think Ben Gunn is a really hard character to play. And he he does a good balance of like, I feel like the longer he's around people, like the calmer he gets, which I really appreciate that he kind of just like falls back into like, a civilized person, as opposed to sort of the wild person. Yeah, he's like groomed by yeah. the end. Yeah, he,
0: exactly.
3: He gets his cheese. Yeah, yeah. That's all he wants. is toasted. He cheese. Really oh, needs his yeah. cheese.
0: Yeah. Do we know why <laughs>
3: they fit a lot of the story into the, into this movie? Like, it, it's yeah. the movie is basically as There's long a cheese as cheese 19- subplot. Well, yeah. Well, the, but the, the movie is basically as long as the 1950s version. But like the, all these little details about like the cheese and the. Burning his hands on the rope and all this other stuff is like is there, the uh, yeah. the furious reload of the, in the crow's nest is as yeah. Israel Hands is, um, oh, cr- crawling up towards him with a, with a with a knife in his teeth and he's trying to that moment where the two of them freeze
1: and Israel Hands has his hand that rolled, is a great shot, knife. great isn't shot. That, great isn't shot. that a
0: reference to one of like the the original paintings of that that moment? It must have been uh. because
1: like that is so. That's <laughs> so if, if you look and, at and the, the
2: Israel Hands Wikipedia page, you can actually <laughs> see. Uh, that drawing.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, that's that's been- great. Oh, yeah. Do- yeah, um, it's a different angle. But yeah. yeah. Do. Yeah. I also love Ben. Gun- this is the only version that Ben Gunn actually like plays up the haunted, spooky. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 He actually has something to do. Yeah. Um. That's the other thing. Is like, there's a lot of like. Okay, what do you do once they're all on the island? It's a lot of this. Some these these two early versions get real close to this like. Okay, now these people are here and these people are over here and now these people are over here and then these and there's a lot of like okay yeah. what are we doing? Like we're just we're just changing locations and not going anywhere like it, uh, one of the things I really noticed with the version these two at least is like the actual treasure hunting is like 10 minutes. I in my brain I'm always like they're oh they're going for they're, they're like following the map for like half the movie. no it's barely a part. Of it, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that
3: that's that's a, that's the Muppet Treasure Island <laughs> of it all—the the Muppet Treasure Island effect. Why? Because they wind up searching for the gold for much longer, or for the treasure for a much lo- percentage-wise, a
1: much bigger chunk. Do of they? Yeah. I thought that was short too when I watched mm-hmm. that one. But we'll get to it. That's that's for next time. Yeah. Uh, I one one. Anything let, else we want to talk yeah, about? Yeah. Do, do we got? know
0: why everybody in this movie insists upon smelling the map when they?
1: Okay. I wanted to talk <laughs> about that. Okay, so here's here's what my brain does when that happens. The movie does not make mention of this at all, but this is me watching it. I'm sitting there. Everyone's smelling the map, and my brain goes, it's made of human skin. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know why. Yeah. There's something about everyone smelling the map and it being gross. I'm like, well, that's skin. That's clearly <laughs> a human that flint, like, like I, that I, flint I, I don't know. <laughs> that... Uh, well we'll get into it next time. <laughs> yeah, more stuff to bring up but it's tough it's tough talking about four movies and deciding when to bring up stuff you want to talk I about mean, but yeah. um, anything else we want to talk about with the uh, the Heston verse? no uh,
3: both both, the, both these movies are excellent I highly recommend checking them out I think it's just
1: a great story it everybody really, in both these movies are, is putting in Yeoman's work I'm so glad you guys got to find this uh, this is one of my like hidden gem movies that like nobody talks about this version. It's
2: it. It was uh, it was not like it, it. You have to dig for it a little. It's one of those things you kind of have to know is there in order to find it. You're not just yeah. gonna stumble yeah.
3: across it. It's an item that cannot be found except by those who already know where it is.
2: So that is uh, the first episode of our Treasure Island special. Uh, stay tuned next time, uh, where we're going to be talking about Muppet Treasure Island and Treasure Planet.
1: And <laughs> We'll see you then. I am so I am so excited for that episode. <laughs>